Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. What's going on? We are coming to you while we can, pre-hurricane. Oh my gosh. I like I, I really got my kids fired up about it. Um we're very excited over here. <laughs> um yeah, it's exciting. What do I need to do besides put my floaties away? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean Say like goodbye to my plants. Do you do you have extra water and stuff like that? Always. <laughs> <laughs> See, I run out all the time, so I need to go stock up a little bit. <laughs> all right. Well, part three. Part three. What'd you think? What'd you think of that golden 12 minutes? Oh, I, I, another doozy, I thought. <laughs> yeah. I Okay, before we get into the actual words and the Raquel of it, I'm seeing so many like commentaries and posts and about Bethany just bombed it. This was worse than Howie. What do you think as far as hosting goes? Um, I don't know because like I, I thought about it in two ways. I thought like, is it, is it annoying me that she doesn't know, like the follow-up questions like we would know, you know, like, or, or even to ask like the little, yeah, like the smaller things, like, you know, like one of the biggest things I wanted to know was like, did she in fact send a postcard to the house? Right. Um, like little things like that, where like someone who followed it very closely would know. But so that bugged me. But then in another way, it was, I felt like we got to hear, Raquel kind of like stumble out on her own without like Bethany was leading her, but she also didn't know what she was talking about. So Raquel was kind of out there on her own, um, similar to Howie, I guess, you know, but uh, Sandoval was really leading that too, where it was annoying. So I don't, it didn't bug me as much as everybody, but also I don't know Bethany. So to, she's a stranger to me as well. So I was just like, I don't know. I really had no feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought she was actually for Bethany restrained. Bethany's one of those people that constantly talks over people. Mm-hmm. So it could have been very, very annoying for her. But I feel like she didn't do that um, too much. So I was more pleasantly surprised. But yes, the frustration on some of the missing elements that weren't covered or addressed. Or like her, you know sleeping over in the other room and Tom sneaking out the letters exactly like you said like some of those things it's like hello and then there were holes in the story that you and I would catch some of the you know fans would get um or just like that not wouldn't and, even occur to her yeah or not asking like one of the biggest questions like where do you and Tom stand now and when did it fall yes. apart because she obviously you can tell now that she's changed her story and how she feels about Sandoval but when did that change what happened you know like did he let her down did he turn his back on her what what what's happening yeah 
even some of the the Graham stuff when she's like, well, then they saw they, you know, read his chip and saw that it was Graham was registered to me, so they contacted Lisa Vanderpump. I'm like. The average person doesn't know you, Raquel, or that you're connected to Lisa Vanderpump, or even knows Lisa Vanderpump. Maybe in the dog rescue world, sure. But did they know you're connected to her? And from my recollection, because I remember this very clearly on the first dog day they had, when the cast was there and they were adopting, um, like Graham wasn't from Vanderpump Dogs. That was gifted from her parents, mm-hmm. probably from Arizona, but it didn't come from Vanderpump Dogs because I remember a scene. She's like, well, you didn't get that dog from me, but okay, I'll let it go. You know what I mean? So I'm like, or maybe it was chipped at Vanderpump Dogs. I don't know. Just unclear. Just little details that poke holes in like, okay, you know, and then we had, they said it was never rehomed. But then we heard another story that it been home, it was homed, and then the people returned Scram. Yeah. So I don't know. No, it's you know minor details, I guess. But the letter, that very good point. Yeah. And just other things. Yeah. There's like there's so many things that I would have liked to to hear about. So what do you think about? So Andy commenting as we know he did that he thought Raquel was medicated. Um, Raquel's wondering if that's violating her HIPAA law. Um, people saying, well, he's not a doctor, so, so no, but others and Bethany, well, yes, as your boss, you can't make assumptions that's damaging to you as an employer, but technically Andy is not her employer. He's just the host of the reunion. Remember he gave up Vanderpump rights years ago? Yeah, and I just I that argument to me is not it's not working for me because I mean they from day one everyone has said things about Raquel. Like we can go but they played some of the the clips of Jack saying she there's just a marble going around up there. You know, like they've all yeah. said that she's stupid, she's dumb, there's nothing in her head. Um like, you could also make an argument that, like, your coworkers, that that's, like, a hostile work environment. If they're constantly saying she's stupid and this and that, like, is that a hostile work environment? Then you could make the argument for almost every reality star because they all say things like that about each other, and that's kind of the name of the game. Well, and that's why they're not union. Right. Because union's there to protect you from those things. But these guys are independent contractors, so it doesn't really apply. And that's why you can call people narcissists and stupid because there's no one there to protect you. And that, in a way, like, I feel like that is almost caught. Like, you can't have, like, these unregulated genres out there where like full-on abuse is happening and just be like well they they're they you know they're at will employees and don't whatever it's like kind of like the youtube um like family channels how they're exploiting children and they make them work you know 12 hours a day pull them out of school and they're making money off of their lives where normally if they were regulated as a child actor they're only allowed to be on camera x amount of hours work certain you know like it's 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 like that where it's like ooh that's a gray area yeah yeah what did you think when she said that they agreed or promised her that 
she would have a mental health specialist in the trailer as she watched the first part and then on stage, like behind the scenes on the stage. But that was taken away from her the day before. She thinks it's a punishment for doing the TMZ nail salon interview, which also she said was random, not planned. So if you're going to say that, then we're not going to believe other things that you're saying because that wasn't random. Um, I don't know. So in a way, I believe that they would be that, um, like vindictive with how they would, it would, uh, accommodate her and make her feel comfortable. We did hear rumblings that, um, production and, uh, they were super pissed off about the TMZ interviews and they were super pissed off at Sandoval for doing Howie. All those things were definitely making them mad. And we heard from Alex Baskin himself saying that they were hand-feeding the information out. So if she did veer from that and take an interview and release something they didn't like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't put it past them to take that away. Yeah, for sure. But do you, think, do you still think the TMZ nail salon interview was planned? I'm having like major issues with the TMZ of it all. I I think that I I don't think I was up until I just heard that interview with Alex and Lisa and my spidey senses just went up very high. And now I'm like, I want to go back and like study everything again because I'm like, hold on a second. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious. Like, I, I, I do think that Raquel tried to get in on the action and she, you know, probably didn't do it well and it pissed them off. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could, I don't think they're just hanging around that nail salon, but it's possible they could have followed her there. Yeah. And waited. I mean, at that point in the story of, like, how things were breaking, that was, like, we were days before the reunion, wondering if she was even going to show up. Um, so, I I mean, if I was TMZ, I would follow her. But the setup was, like, so, like I wish if they yeah. were following her and they were trying to break a story, I wish they would have thrown her a bone a little bit and set it up where maybe she was walking to her car or, you know, like something more natural than ha- sitting in one chair outside the salon. And then Raquel's um, stance of saying she went outside because she felt uncomfortable inside the salon. That, that to me didn't gel. I was like, so you went outside to sit, I, I don't know. Like, what was making you feel uncomfortable inside? Well, if I was waiting for an Uber, I would wait outside myself. Because I'm really, like, once they say they're coming, I'm standing on the curb because I'm just weird but anal like that. But, yeah, and she does have social anxiety, so maybe she doesn't want to sit in there and, you know, be like, hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially I, when you're in the news. That's, but That's true. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's questionable. Yeah, I um I I just had like as soon as as that whole thing was, I was just like, hmm. And I, obviously, I I feel like all of us in that moment when we saw that interview were like, that was so set up. That looks so dumb. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah. How about the friend at the meadows? Like, and then as soon as she left, it, suddenly it was out there that I was at the meadows. 
that's another like deeply disturbing thing that like I'm not okay with. How she was absolutely raked over the coals for being at a quote unquote spa by every single cast member, mm-hmm. every single crew member, Andy, Lisa, all of the key players were like, she's not at a, me- she's not in a mental health place. She's at a spa. She's getting massages. They probably paid Sandoval to go there to act as a decoy or something. I mean, we called that before because I was like, first of all, I know this is one of the most expensive places in the country, spa-wise. I'm like, there's no way she's paying that daily fee at Miraval. There's just no way, you know, It's and it's not a place health insurance covers. So that does make sense that, yes, they didn't want to um, squash those rumors. They wanted to propel it because it made the scandal story more salacious. And, like, again, when someone has stepped away for mental health reasons, she was broken down to the point where that that's where she needed to be, um, to continue to, like, harass her and, like, kind of poke at her from while she had no access to her phone, continuing to ruin her reputation while she's trying to seek help, is, like, it just feels really yucky to me to to say like and then to to have all uh, you know everyone on their podcast she's at a spa i mean it was like vile the way they would say it yeah um and, and then to have her like and then imagine like how gaslit you would be like let's say you know maybe she had like a weekly visit from like her team and they're like listen raquel here's one of the things that's going on is they're saying that you're at a spa um, and she was like, can you guys please reach out and let them know that I'm here at the Meadows and, you know, I don't have my phone. And so then the team reaches out and then they don't set the record straight and they continue the bashing of her. Like that is, I would be like, okay, so wow, cool. So that was another controversial item. I didn't have my phone. So people are like, but remember Tom was talking to her, uh, you know, the person on the airplane and then someone said they had a a friend talk to her, like one of her friends from, you know, like a, a Logan or a Brad by Brad or someone like that, and probably Israel or something, Kale, I don't know, talk to her. But how could they talk to her if, she, if there's no phones? So I'm confused. Did she have her phone? Did she not have her phone? Well, the other thing that I really noted um, is she was 100% – up to date on everything that had happened while she's been in there. Like she knew all of the, the send it yeah. to Daryl stuff. Um, she knew about other like iconic things that have happened during Scandal. She knew the exact detail when, what. And so to me, that's someone who has absolutely been like, like it was, it was as if she'd been watching. Um, it yeah. And she said they couldn't watch. Cause she said that peer, she told her about, had no idea because they don't have access to things. So she just knew Raquel as Raquel. She didn't know anything about Scandal. So it's like, which is it? Do you have that? I mean, are there no TVs in there? I have no idea. Um, so it's, it's yes, we can believe you on one hand that, you know, the peer had no idea about Scandal because you don't have access to those things. But then on the other hand, how do you know all these things? Yeah. Well, I mean, if if that's true, and then, like, w- when did she finish? I, 
has she been out for like months or like, you know, because she absolutely has been studying the game and knows what's going on for sure. She said 90 days. And so the reunion was filmed the 23rd. So let's just say March 24th. So April 24th, May 24th, June 24th. So she's had like a month and a half. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And not really doing much, just kind of staying secluded. Yeah. She said Bravo Bravo offered her security now at her parents' house, but not when all the death threats were coming. They offered nothing. But that makes them kind of, Bethany did point that out, like as far as agreeing to pay for her treatment or even security, that kind of makes them culpable to, you know, be like, oh, we're responsible to protect you. So that's, you know, from a legal standpoint, kind of a a line they don't want to cross. Mm-hmm. That's crazy death threats. I, I mean, of course she's getting death threats. Like everyone was absolutely bonkers. Like the whole world was yeah. mad at her. And it was crazy to hear that like the, the – most of the threats because she wasn't able to take them on herself were to her family. I would feel so guilty and stressed out and ridden with anxiety. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, you have to just dis- disassociate, which I it looks like she did. You know, you would have to because I guess she didn't have kids. Yeah. Parents are bad enough, but can you imagine if you went away for 60 days and you were knowing that your kids and chatter were getting death threats? I mean, even even if people were being nice, like, like, let's say that, like, no one was going to yell kind of how they were at Sandoval in the beginning. Like, even in a smaller town, if your family, everyone knows who you are, they know that Raquel's your daughter, even going out to dinner, people are going to talk and whisper. It's going to be weird. Like, I... I yeah. Raquel hasn't been able to come back out and come around because um, it's just like it's still too much right now. So I could imagine it's like that for her family as well. Yeah. Which, you know, has has um, Sandoval's mom been treated like that, I wonder? Or like I, I'm sure each of them do have stories. Um, Ariana's mom, I'm sure, you know, everybody. You think Sandoval's parents got death threats? No, but I, I I guarantee you people probably reached out and said, why would you be so stupid to give him money? He's a worm with a mustache or, you know, saying all the horrible things that were repeated about him. I'm sure people said stuff. Yeah, true. So, so yeah, so she did know about how everyone monetized from this. And she's like, my name was right through the coals, my brand and my name is shot. I have no business opportunities. I'm broke. My parents received death threats. The FBI got involved. And then everyone's cashing in. She specifically brings up Lala. And she's like, and Lala bought out from under the rug the house that Brock was going to buy or was interested in buying. Let's talk about that. Yes. Odd. So, very- but Brock and Sheena were the ones that called Lala and told her, maybe Brock tried to and then couldn't get the financing so then they called Lala they're the ones that and how, how would about she, it. how would she know that like that was the yeah. other, like how did she get that who's feeding her that detail like that's so bizarre like well, someone and- is obviously leaking from Sheena's camp to Raquel 
it's kind of in oh no actually okay this isn't adding up so Lala told us that I mean I guess she just had that money elsewhere Lala told us at the Shopify event which is in February that she bought the house next to Brock and Sheena so that's before she had sent it to Daryl money. But now the story is she bought the house because of the send it to Daryl money, which really didn't come in till April, May. Right. She already bought the house in February. So maybe she's just saying, but it, Daryl it, Mark- it, it, it paid her back for it basically. Right. Yeah. Okay. So she was buying the house anyways. But the, yeah. the Brock of it all absolutely punched me in the face because I was like, what? <laughs> like, why would Brock want to buy the next door, the house next door himself, separate I from mean, Sheena? I highly doubt that they'd be able to destroy it and make it one huge house, and then therefore he'd be half owner. His way of getting on the title, I don't know. I don't think that would be allowed in that HOA. So would that be just for an investment, and then he could rent it out, and since he's next door, it'd be easy to manage? Or for guests that come into town. Isn't um, that also zoned to not rent out or, or it, you can't Airbnb it, but you could rent it, I guess. Right. Yeah. You can rent it, but not Airbnb. Yeah. I know my friend that's dealing with that in Palm Springs. Um, if, if it's like a six month or longer, you that's can inc- rent. it's incredibly difficult there to, to maneuver that it used to be easier. And now there's all these regulations. Oh yeah. Um, so. But yeah, that I, I, so going back to like kind of all the things you just ran down that were said in that last little segment, I, this whole time I I have read your guys' comments. I know a lot of people are super, like they're not into hearing from Raquel at all. They don't, they, they think that she's obnoxious and they just don't want to hear from her, which I, I get, I totally get. But for me, I guess like as a Bravo historian like I uh, I'm loving to hear any sort of detail that she's gonna let slip that helps us piece this together even more like that Brock comment awesome hadn't heard that before um but the one thing that is that like I, I was I was starting to agree with you guys was she can't bring up that she is you know like that she's kind of bitter about everybody monetizing Scandaval including the network like everybody and she doesn't get to. Like, how exactly does she think she's going to do that? Like, it's her choices that created Scandaval. And unfortunately, like, it just doesn't work in her favor to monetize from it. And, like, the fact that she doesn't get that or, like, or thinks that it's owed to her, like, that was a little cringy for me. Right. And that's where I think... There's so many parts of this that you kind of, you know, you want to, I don't want to say root for her, but you understand. But then it it, it flips it when it's like, I am I deserve this or I'm owed to this. Because, yes, you are part of the biggest scandal. You are a, an essential key part of this scandal. But that, you know, doesn't mean, you know, that's I, an automatic cash-in payday. Yes. And I, and I feel like I wish she would have phrased it differently and said that to have to try to ice her out of the success of this scandal which has been the biggest tv event arguably ever or definitely on the show 
um, to ice her out like she doesn't exist and she wasn't part of the success of that, that's really messed up. I think she should have said that versus kind of whining about the fact that everyone else has monetized, but uh, her brand is shot. It's like she she ruined her reputation and her she really messed up her character, everything that she stood for. I mean, she says that. So I feel like if she would just take ownership of that a little bit and being like, I had this, you know, brand that I had, and then I created the biggest scandal in the history of Vanderpump Rules, and now I'm iced out of the success of it because I went to seek mental health. She totally could have turned it around and made everyone look really bad, but she she missed that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. She could have said, I could have come out with a line of like home record t-shirts and da da da, but instead I tried to better myself. I tried to find out why I I chose such bad behavior or made such bad decisions, you know, and now I feel like I'm being punished for it or something. And it's almost canceling out the fact that she's kind of sitting on her high horse of being like, no, I won't be returning to reality TV. It's like, okay. You just said that you don't want to come back. You don't want to return. Then you can't talk about how you're bummed that you're missing out on monetizing. It, a, a it's brand. Yeah, brand. it's yeah, it's like it's you can rebuild like or like she should have been like I'm right now taking a pause to rebuild my brand and show people who I really am. Like she needs to take ownership herself and show us what she's going to do. And there's, I mean, I, I read the comments. There's probably half of the people that are like, I would rather listen to, you know, nails on a chalkboard. I'm not going to listen. But then there's other people who are like, I will listen. So it's about like, I I think she should have come out and said, I'm going to rebuild my community. And if people want to hear my story and what I learned, then they can tune into my podcast and I'm going to go from there. And, you know, like she could, and Bethany, Bethany could have helped her a little bit in that way. That's where I started to to kind of get annoyed where she kind of stopped helping her and that's where she needed a little bit of guidance. So I'm brand. I'm so tired of this. My brand, my brand. I mean, you didn't have a brand before. I mean, maybe if you had come out with a, a line of crowns or something that, okay, but you know, you didn't really have a, you know, a brand before. I'll just say that. But Here's where, okay, I liked that she went away. I liked that she was quiet. She was the anti-Sandoval. He's out there smug. He's popping off to TMZ with rude and sensitive comments. Like, I thought she was doing the right thing and taking the right path. And now, hearing her say, I would never do reality TV again, that was refreshing as well. It's like, okay, you're really, you know, going to go down a different path in life. And I think that will be a a good way for you to get out of this and let this finally die down. But then the podcast announcement announcement, and then these freaking bikini pictures, like, which is it then now you're just still trying to be in that. It's not just walking away from reality TV. It's we thought you meant this life, this life in the public eye. It's too soon to be calling the pops to get you. I'll be in a bikini in Scottsdale. I mean, did you read the article with that? It was an no. I don't. What, what What are you talking about? Bikini pictures. How did I miss that? Oh, it, yeah, it's all over. I think it's page six. Um, she's at a like hotel pool in Scottsdale, and there's all these posed pictures. 
And the article is literally like, and then Raquel swam to the other side of the pool. And then she got up and walked back to the lounge chair. Oh my God, I see it. I see it. And then they go, and then she puts her hair up in a bun, literally. Like, and, and then she took another breath. They literally, that was the story. She swam to the other side of the pool. She put her hair in a bun. I was like, is this a story? <laughs> but, you know, she, first of all, Scottsdale, that's not Tucson. That's a couple hours away. Um, I mean, that's all staged. It's backridden, right? Yeah. So it takes away from her saying, I, n- I will never do reality TV. Like, okay, are you going down this psychologist path, like you said, or therapy? Or, But no, you're just, you still want to be in the public eye and in the paparazzi and have this podcast. So I, I don't know. I also, like, when she was talking about when uh, Bethany asked her, like, you know, have you been asked back? Has anyone reached out to you? Um reading in between the lines of what she was saying, it sounds like to me that no one has made like a grand effort to get her back. And if they did, I think she would go right back. Um, it just, it, it sounds like she's like looking for, you know, like a, a, she wants to be wanted back. She wants to be needed back. And I think that if they, if someone truly made an effort, I think she would go back. Yeah, I mean, well, she said in her own words, she's like, I was very confused because I was being told I was doing a really good job. So I thought that was interesting when she said Lala and Christina Kelly in that girls trip in Vegas came into her room and be like, oh, my God, you did so good. That's going to be reality TV gold. Raquel, congrats. That was awesome about like her saying it's a good thing you don't have a man and then being like the drunk mess that she was. But then when the cameras picked up, they were like, how could you do and say that, Raquel? Like, you know, they're playing a role. Yeah. So I like that she exposed that, broke down that fourth wall on, you know, this, yes, you guys, it's real. It's their real lives, but it is manufactured. They're playing a storyline. Lala even says that. She's like, oh, I put on a front. I compartmentalize my life. I don't show this part of me. Like, they play a role. Jack says he played the villain. You know what I mean? They they manufacture these storylines. Yes, there's not a script. They don't have a script to read, but they have a here's the theme, here's the story. It's performance it. based. Like it's improv. Th- yeah, they they said that, you know, over and over again. Bethany said, you know, like the bigger you perform, the more you do, the more, you know, yeah, you're yeah. You, you do a good job. Um, yeah, I also, yeah, I loved that she said that Lala and Christina said that that was amazing because it was amazing for them, for Christina and Lala too. Like by Raquel saying yeah. what she said, they were able to give these giant reactions, have this giant moment, have this whole thing to talk about. Yeah. And um, so I, I was like, at least they said, said good job. That was <laughs> yeah <laughs> something. Should we talk about Graham? Yes. So, and we've heard this, you know, and the mom came out with it, that he's had a history of aggression and and bit the mom down to the bone. Like, oof, that just freaked me out. Um, So they took him to a dog rescue that specialized in that type of breed. The dog couldn't get rehomed. It was supposed to be a confidential thing, but the rescue reached out to LVP after seeing Graham's chip. Um, 
But she said she didn't want James to have Graham as he doesn't have dog experience. And also there's been rumors and rumblings that like perhaps Graham has been kicked. I won't say that I know that for a fact. We'll say allegedly. I won't even say by whom. Um, I think we can all deduce. Um, she said that James is part of the reason why Graham bites because he encourages them to. And here is where I am. All of you guys commenting saying, who would do that? He would never do that. Oh, because James likes the sensation of a bite. I'm like, yes, he does. Okay. Does no one remember? But, but though, like, this is what I'm talking about with Raquel. She dropped some little doozies in these, (laughs) these interviews that, yeah. I mean that that was like people say she's dumb, right? She can't talk, whatever. Uh that was not dumb. That was done on purpose and that was hilarious. This is where we separate the boys from the men people. Um Holly and I being the men or the girls from the women. Um yes, everybody knows this. Was this season four or season five? But it's Lauren Chavez. He comes to Sir. It's gay pride. He's covering up his shirt. They're like, why? It's hot. Oh, you want me to take it off? And he's in a tank top and he has bite marks on him. And we find out, yes, that was from his rendezvous the night before. And he likes to be bitten. And even Kristen Doty confirmed that, yes, he likes to be bitten. She confirmed this seasons ago. Where is everybody? Wake up. So I, um, Chad came home from work and like I word vomited like everything that was, you know, on this episode three. And as soon as I said the thing about, um, that he liked when Graham bit him, (laughs) he knew exactly Uh what it was. Chad even knew. So Chad, I would say is like a basic Vanderpump rules watcher. And he even knew. He even remembered. Yes. It was a Lauren Chavez, right? Yeah, um, and then Ellie. <laughs> I, I googled, like, you know, a biting fetish and, like, what that means, and um, I would say that it tracks. I don't think that letting a puppy bite your hand hard is what is, like, encouraging a dog to bite people, so that is, like, kind of a reach for me, but it, it was just a funny way of, like, getting a little dig in on James. Yeah, and also possibly setting another baseline to perpetuate what's coming out about James. Yeah. Um, He's got some, you know, violent fetishes or something. Now about the whole dog thing, I, I understand like people are super triggered and I am too about the fact that, you know, they purchased this dog and then they, you know, give it to this, People are saying shelter, but it really was a training place where they were like they were going. The, Graham was going there to be like retrained and then hopefully rehomed. So it sound it still sounds bad, but like just giving it like a little more context, um, it's horrible. But I one hundred percent stand by the fact that Lisa Vanderpump is using this as like a full on. storyline um it's like her you know savior mentality of saving the dog you know uh reuniting it with james who probably didn't even want him but now he's going with the storyline too um 
And like Raquel said, I really think it was um, weaponized as a tool to kind of draw her out because obviously that's going to stir her emotions. Lisa herself is a dog owner. She would know how that would feel if you were in – she was literally in a mental health facility getting treatment. This was like out of her control. Then you hear that your dog is filming in Tahoe and that Lisa Vanderpump is gifting your dog to James. Like it would just make you go insane. And we went and seen when this happened, and this is before Raquel was at least publicly out of the meadows. We didn't know where she was. No one did. And when we saw this, Nicolene walking up with Lisa, with Graham, I kept asking, why did they bring this dog who's already been so traumatized by all of these changes? Why did they bring him up to Tahoe? Like, put him on a plane? That's even more traumatic. I just thought you could have waited until and shot that in LA had James come up to Villa Rosa and be like, guess who's here. But the fact that they tormented this dog even more to bring him up to Tahoe, so confused being passed around just for a scene. It makes me grossed out, but also it really ties into what Raquel says later about, well, when I called Lisa, she just, she didn't really ask how I was. She just talked about the scenes we could film and, you know, she's just yeah and then she said so i could apologize about taking off like that was one of the like lisa wanted her to apologize yeah disappear and um and sheena said that that's in one of like sheena's song lyrics that she just dropped like then you disappeared everyone told her to scram to die to take off to leave the earth to never come back so what 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 do they want like I, I see and Lala disappeared. Raquel sought mental health treatment in a facility over 90 days. Disappeared. Yeah. And also, Lisa, your team notified production and Bravo where she was. Yeah. You knew where she was. And for Lisa to be like such a mental health advocate using her brother's story and it, that that's really gross that she's like going to minimize it by saying you ran off and disappeared. All of them are mental health advocates. I've seen, I've heard all of them get up on their soapbox about it. And it's just, it, I can't believe that not one of the cast members can kind of be like, you guys back off. Like she's seeking help. Like what else can she do? No one has said not one. Actually, the only person who said that I believe was Olivia Ray. She's the only one who did not like uh, come out and publicly bash Raquel. All of her best friends did. But um, she's the one who said, I'm holding off on my judgment until I see like what's going like she's away. Like I, I haven't got to talk to her. Right. Crazy. Um, okay. One more thing about the Graham thing that I thought that we heard in the details a little bit of a different story. And to me, this just kind of makes sense of how like the trickle down of this happened and once again I feel like the Graham thing turned into like another kind of perfect storm for the show where the the people happened to reach out Lisa was like oh my god this is a perfect storyline right in time for season 11 and it just worked out much like Scandival but um I thought that the story was that Graham went to this place to be uh, retrained because, like, that's what these people specialize in. Um, Like you said, they tried to rehome him, and the dog was returned. At that point, they really uh, had exhausted their resources and didn't know what else to do. 
that's when they contacted Lisa Vanderpump, not to take the dog, but for money. They asked her for money to continue treatment on the dog. And that's when Lisa said, no, no, I'll send someone to come get him. I'll take care of it. Mm. So like that to me, like it makes it a little bit different too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. It was Bethany's really coming for Andy because she's like, well, I mean, it's understandable if you can't control your dog and he bit your mom. She's like, Andy Cohen had to give away Waka when he had a baby because Waka was biting the baby. And it's like, you're really digging that hole with Andy. But it's true. Like it is like uh, people I I personally have never had a dog that bit. But listening to some of my friends that have, it's like a heartbreaking condition that like if you can't uh, like if the dog is just like the dog is like a biter. Like it's very hard to control and to be an owner of that dog and to keep, you know, like you can only, yeah. I'm not saying like put the dog down or like obviously you would work with it, but it's a liability and it's um, exhausting. And like her parents may not have been up to, they may have been like stressed out to the, you know, hilt and just not able to mentally deal with that. I don't know. Yeah. So it's just like it's very interesting to hear every side of the story, and I just wonder how elaborate the story is going to be on the show. One thing I thought was a missed mark on Bethany's part was when Raquel said she has a no contact policy with every single cast member. Bethany should have said, "So that does that include Tom Sandoval?" Because does it? Is he on the no contact policy? Thing? Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously that's what we all wanted to hear. And I'm wondering if that was like one of the, like, do you think um, when Bravo heard that she was doing this interview that they're like, okay, like you cannot spoil any of the storyline for season 11. Like, does she, does that like, could those rules affect her? Like when she's talking about this? Because she talked about, nothing past what has happened currently. You know what I mean? Like she really, she did not touch on Tom Sandoval. She kind of let, she let us know that there's no relationship between her and the cast. So that kind of ruined that. But the, the talking, not talking about Sandoval, that was, it's called Scandoval. We need to hear. Yeah. Like he, 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 you know, that's what got her into this. Like, doesn't she want to talk about like my poor decisions and like now I'm left by myself and he's like moved on. I mean, she, she did like say like he's been on the town with a bunch of girls. Like she did say that, but like that was about it. Yeah. And if she's not going back to the show, why is she under any kind of gay gag order? Like clearly he is because he takes every moment to pop off. But when asked about Raquel, he's very no comment, no comment. Which, again, is just, like, rude. Like, he, he, when he said, when he was, like, commenting no comment on Raquel or that he hadn't heard the story, it's, like, once again, like, he's the one who got her into this. She made her choices, too, but it takes two to tango. And now, like, she's just left, you know, on this island by herself. And he's just, like, I don't know. I guess I I have to hear the interview. But uh, we're all fine, so... (laughs) Yeah, and so she's right, too, when she said she'll never go back to reality TV because she doesn't think she'd get a redemption arc, as she said, as other people on the cast are. Um, Clearly, that's Sandoval. He seems to be getting, and I know, you guys, we have to wait and watch the show to see how it all develops, but clearly he's getting some 
kind of redemption arc or he wouldn't be in the same two foot circle perimeter as all of you. There's some redemption going on there and she's right. She wouldn't probably get that. Or I guess we, we won't, wouldn't know unless she went back and filmed with him. As some people are saying like, well, they probably, you know, for some would forgive her a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. Would they? I, so in that case, maybe the network should have ponied up. She wanted the same as Tom and Ariana since she's the third part of this. People are all up in arms. She's not an OG, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Jack's made more than half the cast. So it, it doesn't have to be equal. And if she's part of the thing, chances are if she came back and did season 11 and if there wasn't much forgiveness, chances are she wouldn't make it to season 12. So maybe just pay her. And then we can all button this up and wrap it up with tie it with a bow. I don't know. Or maybe just don't renew her con. Maybe it's like a one, one year contract or something. I mean, now I guess we'll just never know what would have could have happened, but that's fine. It just, nobody said there had to be like, I think like Katie and Sandoval are making more than Ariana because of like, you know, the year, whatever. But Do you think I, that there is a small chance that they are allowing Raquel to kind of come out publicly with this whole Bethany thing and still knowing that she's going to come back in the last episode? And, like, she's agreed to that as well, but they're really stirring this up as she'll never come back to reality TV. I don't know. You think she would, like, flat out say something and then contradict it she literally said she'll never go back i don't know i don't know like i said i reading between like the lines she was saying i i just heard like such a hurt in her voice that like she hasn't been at like she literally wants someone to go to scottsdale arizona at her parents house stand outside the window with a guitar and a sign that says like raquel please come back um it just it seems like it hasn't been grand enough for her yeah. She's still she's still that girl who wants to be included. She's still that girl who wants to be needed and you know wanted by the you know like to be like we want to tell your story Raquel. I think she's waiting for that. Yeah. And she did say, I mean, I guess maybe people just aren't thinking she's believable, but they're like she didn't take any accountability. She didn't say sorry. It's like she literally said she has regrets that she'd do everything differently, but she disappointed a lot of people that believed in her. She broke their trust, betrayed their friendships. That's not who I want to be. I wasn't happy. I was hurting. I'll make sure I will never get to that place again. Like she did say those words. So it's fine if you don't want to believe her. But when people are saying she didn't even say sorry, she didn't take any accountability. I'm like, well, technically on paper, she did. Now, I guess it's your own interpretation that you can have, whether you believe her or not. But, I mean, the words were, you know, said. Could she have been a little bit more? For sure. I mean, yeah, I I think that I don't know that she did the job that she wanted to do. But I'm happy, at least, that she was able to, like, we were able to hear her speak. um, And before the season starts and everything. Because then we'll hear what Sandoval has to say and how everyone 
takes him back. I also think that the the cast is really counting on the fact that we that time is passing and we're going to take that as so much time has passed so now they're starting to heal with Sandoval like it's it's a natural progression of time and forgiveness. But um, we need to stand strong and remember these dates of when they're filming, when they were together, and because they they went on a trip with him right away. There was really a, not a lot of waiting because um, in the statements where they're yelling at us saying that we need to wait to watch the season, um, a lot of arguments are being brought up about how soon the reunion was, and that's why they were also vile with their comments because it was so raw. Um, but I just, the time where they took Sandoval back in was very quick as well. Yes. Um, why do you think Lala reached out to Raquel on saying she's willing to lend an ear? Do you think that's because Lala has lent an ear to Sandoval and is seeing his perspective now? So she's trying to be fair or is, do you think she's trying to, as Raquel said, she has her own agenda and, this part I did understand. Created an alliance with Raquel so that she can take down Randall for being a narcissist. I didn't quite understand what she, how she. Um, I thought that was a big mistake for her to say that because yeah, it confused me and it diminished like the fact that Lala did reach out. Like, why would you bring up the Randall? Of, like, how? What does that have to? What does one have to do with the other? I thought that was a low blow. Yeah, it it didn't really make sense. Like, I can get down with Lala reached out either because she saw Sandoval's perspective, so she's willing to hear Raquel out, or she reached out because maybe she's thinking, maybe people were like, Lala, you try. You know, she she looks up to you. Maybe you can convince her to come back. You know what I mean? Or because Lala is the least affected person from the cast, I don't know. Either there's an agenda for Lala, you try to get her back, or Lala actually truly willing to lend an ear to understand. I believe. You don't know. I I personally believe that Lala reached out with an agenda, not for Randall, but I think for the show and for herself. Um, yeah. And, you know, right, right after the reunion, Lala did come out saying, like, they were a little too rough, and she regretted some of the things, you know, of how it went down. So maybe it was in that moment of feeling like either that they were going to experience backlash for, you know, and then realizing how serious it was that she really was in a mental health facility. I mean, at at one point during, you know, when kind of when Raquel says like the death threats were coming and stuff, they're also amongst the cast and all of the viewers, everyone, everyone was worried that Raquel was going to harm herself. Like it was a true concern that it was too much and, like, what had everyone done? Like, she's just one person and now, like, she's gone away. No one knows where she is. Like, that, to me, that was, like, a real concern and I wonder if that's when Lala reached out. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the Randall thing was a weird tie-in and I didn't understand that. I, I do, I do think that, I like that she pointed out that um, Lala's merch is based on her sending a cease and desist for her sex video. Like that, yeah. to, that it does make it a little darker. It's not just a joke where it was like, you know, 
don't contact me. Like that, that's funny. Like it's like, okay, haha, I won't contact you. Send it to Daryl. But it's like, it was kind of a serious matter that was sent. And, and that's what the merch is based off. of. Right. Everyone feel good about supporting Lala. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where those send it to Daryl shirts proud, you know? Um, I was surprised that Bethany flew to see her, but I get it because Bethany was like, I don't know. I don't know. I just got a little nervous. Like, you know, maybe you wouldn't uh, show up. Maybe you'd cancel. You'd get, you know, whatever. Second guess yourself. I'm like, because that is what, I mean, we've been through that with interviews. They're like, Oh God, Oh God, are they going to not show up? Are they going to cancel? Well, but I also was annoyed that she was patting herself on the back for that. She's like, I, I took it upon myself to fly out here and thank you to everyone for keeping it, you know, a secret. We made it through. It's like, you goddamn well should fly out there. You're not paying her anything. Why would she travel to you? She's like, the one send who send her your private jet. Then. Yeah, she's the one who's in a fragile state right now that doesn't want to be seen by people, and you're going to have her fly to you. Like, of course you should come to her. It's much more if Raquel's at an airport it would be much more of a scandal and like than Bethany at an airport. Bethany's just going somewhere. Raquel at an airport, everyone's going to be like. Oh my God, it's Raquel. Where's she going? What's she doing? You know what I mean? Well, and Bethany, Bethany has literally everything to gain from this. Like Raquel's putting herself out there and giving her, her the content. She absolutely should fly to her. Yeah. So she said she's not going back to LA anytime soon. She's just going to travel around to different States randomly. Like, cool. I like that. And then start her podcast and have like different psychologists on, I'd like her to have like other other mistresses on. <laughs> that could be interesting. You know what she should do? She should have people on like famous mistresses. Like yeah. there was like Rachel Yucatel. There did you get my picture of I was watching The Secrets of Playboy and there yes. is Carrie Ann Beniche. Yes, yes. She she looks like she's doing great. Yeah. So you can rest your head. <laughs> but that would be interesting, a podcast of I don't know if she's like her interview skills though are ready yeah she well it'd be great if she had like a moderator with her like maybe a psychologist and then Raquel and then like they have a conversation and the person helps with it like a red table or even like a producer you know that would like pipe in on the mic and be like okay well what about this you know (laughs) right interesting concept Hmm. yeah okay well that was Anything else on the, so you guys, we're going to extend this over to Patreon for part two, where we want to talk about some of the other things, the, the song that's out, some of the stuff Holly teased, I guess Ariana's new book, some of the, just other things. Did you watch New York or we want to do that a different time? Yeah, a different time. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, In fact, the next one's out tomorrow, so we could do a double whammy for this week. This week, you guys have been bombarded with podcasts between Bethany, three of ours about this, and then all the other ones you probably listen to. So uh, we can do a, just a double shot of uh, New York. Yeah. Next week or like Monday. Yeah. So, okay. Well, anything else before we continue on over on the Patreon? No, I think anything else I'll continue on over there. 
Okay, you guys, join us patreon.com slash Vanderpump Rules Party. It's only $3 a month. You get lots of extra bonus content. And if you have trouble finding it, just let us know. We'll send you the link. Patreon can be a little weird sometimes, but we are there. And we've got videos and all sorts of uh, extra bonus episodes and whatnot. So see you over there. Okay. Bye. Bye.